This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 92 of the Healthy Critters Radio on Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we meet the founder of the Horsewise Company. Patty discusses warts on horses. Critter Nutrition focuses on Biostar's new Optimum formulas. And in Coffee Clatch, we pick our favorite cartoon and animation animals. Listen in. Jennifer, you're back from your vacay. Woohoo! Home sweet home. <laughs> That's always nice to come home. The, the yeah, trip vacation's the really pond. fun, but after a while, you want to be in your own house with your own things. Yes. Yeah. How long were you gone? Um, twelve days, something like that. Oh, yeah, a that's time. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did the uh, we did all the touristy things in London, and then we went up to Scotland and did all the touristy things in Edinburgh, and thoroughly investigated all sorts of great architecture. Lots of rocks. So, oh, cool. Yes. Yeah, so it was really, really neat. What was your favorite, favorite thing that you did your whole trip? See, Tigger asked me this. Everybody asks what your favorite thing is. And I feel so lame because my favorite part of the trip just sounds stupid. But my favorite part of the trip was walking around and just investigating all the fascinating and ancient architecture in those cities. Oh, I think it, that's cool. And how it <laughs> relates so cool. to the modern city and how it's changed. We saw a lot of churches. Every time we'd walk past a cathedral and they're freaking everywhere. Everywhere. We would go into all of them. And it's funny because there are so many, a lot of them are made into business buildings. There's like, there's going to be wow. better business bureau in one or a restaurant in one. And there are these gorgeous cathedrals that were built in, you know, 1769 and things. So we went into a lot of those, and it was just fascinating to look at how they were built and when they were built and the circumstances under which they were built and then redone. And just Because uh, I'm a little bit of an archaeology weenie, <laughs> you may have noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's becoming very apparent. Very uh-huh. apparent. So that was really, really neat. And some of the buildings you could see within the architecture because these stone buildings... The building itself, you see its bones. There's nothing covering it up. So the yeah. stones that you see on the inside and the outside are what holds the building up. It's not a case of a modern building where the structure is covered by stuff. The to exterior. Make it look yeah. Right. There's nothing. It's What you see is what you get. And it was just so fun to be able to walk around and see. You'd see on the plaque that this original abbey was built in the 1200s. And it was rebuilt again by this other group in the 1600s. And you could walk around and see which parts fit into which parts. And sometimes you would even see a building that had worked stone or dressed stone that had been robbed out of a Roman building and put into this church because they never wasted a thing. If a building went out of use, the stone from that building was taken apart and put in other buildings. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah, so that was just, and it was just everywhere, just everywhere. So really, really, really enjoyed that. And I will, I'm happy to say 
I had a horsey moment on vacation, even though it wasn't a horsey vacation, because we did the Royal Muse. Part of our Buckingham Palace day is we went to see the Royal Muse, and the Royal Muse is just a really fancy name to say the Queen's Stables. Oh, wow. And Buckingham Palace is smack in the middle of city. Yeah. And, of course, it's surrounded by cityness. And cityness. Cityness. The Queen was currently out of town. She was in Scotland. Balmoral. At yeah. Balmoral. Which is why we could actually go see Buckingham Palace, because you can't tour it when she's there. But I found out when she travels around, she has about 30 horses in her stable, and they travel with her. So when she's at Buckingham Palace, that's where they live. And when she goes over to Windsor Palace down the road, that's where they go. And when she goes up to Balmoral Castle, they go to a stable out there and take vacations. Oh. Yeah, so we went there, and I was like, oh, no, there's no horses at all. And they said, no, 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 no. We keep a couple of horses here for the tourists. So oh, there wow. Were t- there were two horses in the stable, and they smelled like horses. I was happy to report. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> she had one of the uh, Windsor Greys, which are the gray horses that she has, and she's bred for her many— I don't, Her I think carriages. Even, yeah, her carriage horses. And then she also had a bay horse there, which I'm guessing was— a Cleveland Bay, because that's another one of Oh, breeds. wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Got cool. The, the collection of carriages, which were fascinating, because they told you all about how they built them and things. And that was real. Yeah. Was that sounds like a good trip. It was. It was an awesome trip. Have oh, you read cool. The Pillars of the Earth? No. It's the story of building a cathedral in England. Really? By Ken Follett. I just came a look at that. Right there it is on Amazon. It is such a great <gasps> story. And it's available on audiobook. Yay! <laughs> I listen to all my books nowadays. What's it called again? The Pillars of the Earth. And it's these generations that build these cathedrals because you can't build it in just 10 years. And how the nave was conceived. Nobody had built with a nave or flying buttresses before. It's such a history, but it it with great characters and oh, it's it's a super super book if you love history and archaeology and the building of things. I highly recommend it. Okay. That's now on my that's on my listening list now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And one of the other cool places we went to was High Clear Castle, and fans of Downton Abbey will recognize that because that's where. The, the TV show Downton Abbey is set at Highclere Castle. And Highclere Castle that we see today is relatively modern. It was, I believe, 1700s, if I remember right. But that was really neat to see. But they have, they're gradually trying to restore the parklands or the farmlands that surround the castle. And the hill off to the one side of the castle that you never see on the TV show, it's... I would say at least a 20, 20 to 30 acre field has been planted in native wildflowers. Oh, wow. That was pretty cool. They have it, they have a little tiny path mode around it. Oh, so cool. You, you walk down the hill and you can see the castle behind you when you walk down the hill and they have little stops where different part, bits of history that played out at Highclere Castle um, went. And you, you could just, if you got down low so that you looked level with the tops of the wildflowers, there was just a haze of pollinators. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, was, I just thought of, the, I thought of that show we did a little while back about yep. pollinators. And I thought, that is so cool. It was just a buzz and, and this haze of insects flying around there. And it smelled magnificent. 
So that was kind of my highlight for Highclere Castle. Um, lots of history there that I didn't know about. They used to, during World War II, they had pilot training there for bombing pilots. So that was kind of interesting. Oh, cool. And the village that portrays the village scenes in Downton Abbey, the real village is called Little Brampton. And they chose it because it's barely a village. It's like six houses. But it's very non-modern. There are no modern buildings at all that you can see on the street. It's all just the way it was in 17-something or other. And they, of course, have a little tiny abbey church there. And that's one of the churches that you could really see its progression from the 1200s on. And that, that was an especially fascinating one because it was very tiny and there was only about five people in there. So you can really kind of poke around a lot. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So if you're an archaeology or history nut, can't recommend it enough. Try London and, and Edinburgh. And Edinburgh was felt even older. They yeah. have these things called the closes in the city. And a close is a little tiny person-sized alley. And if you're a Potter fan, Diagon Alley and mm-hmm. Nocturne Alley are both based on these closes in Edinburgh. And some of them are deep and dark and spooky like that. And they have them all named. And you would look down and the buildings were very close together. And they had windows that faced into these closes, which are only about, I could put my hand on either wall. And that's where they'd toss out the chamber pots. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. They don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah. Thank really, goodness. It was really fun because you could walk down through the closes. And some of them that hadn't been too awfully modernized uh, because Edinburgh... If you're not going up, you're going down. It's a hill. You could walk through one of these closes and you could see across to the other side of the city. That was pretty awesome. Several of the cemeteries that we went through were just fascinating. Again, all the history. Uh, so, yeah, good stuff. Yeah, that sounds yep, cool. There's nothing like a good vacation. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> That's what I always say. I'm ready for another, I'll just say, yeah. <laughs> Well, we have quite a show ahead of us, so let's get on with the show. And we're here with Alexis Pomerlou from the Horsewise Company. It's horsewise.com, which is a very exciting and innovative website to help people find barn help, grooms, instructors, farm sitters. So welcome, Alexis. Welcome. I'm really excited. Thank you. So what made you come up with this idea? It's a great idea. Thank you. My business partner, Tracy Brico and I decided initially we started off as a local concierge service. We both recognized moving from out of state, how difficult it was for us coming in as transplants, finding the right barn, finding the right trainer, finding the right farrier. And we could really only rely on word of mouth and making phone calls and talking to people. And we both felt a little bit overwhelmed with that. And so we came up with the idea of a concierge service and we were immediately completely overwhelmed with (laughs) how many people were calling us, how much work we had, which was great. It's such an awesome problem to have. And we recognize that this is not just an Austin, Texas problem that a lot of people struggle with this issue of where to find help. I have, you know, five horses at home. I want to go on vacation. Who's going to come watch my horses? Mm -hmm. And we decided that we would essentially fix a problem that both she and I have experienced. Good. 
good. It, it's it's a huge problem. Huge. I mean, it's I like I literally just two days ago was trying to find somebody to cover Sundays when we're out of town and blah blah blah. And I and like this, what a great thing. So this, I think anybody who has horses or a farm is is going to be in need of this. That's our hope. We really, our ultimate goal is to make it so much easier to own horses and also so much easier for people in the horse industry as professionals to be able to get jobs because that's also really difficult because you're relying on word of mouth. And we really want people who are really awesome at what they do and passionate about what they do to spend their time doing their craft and working with these horses and with the owners, then going out trying to market themselves, we can do that for them. That's awesome. That's awesome. So right now, having um, you know looked at your site, you're predominantly in Texas. We are. That's where we've done the majority of our beta testing. We have about 350 users right now um, have, that have been active, that have been actually getting jobs, owners that have been able to find people. And through that, we've been able to make a couple adjustments on our site. Um, we're actually relaunching at the very beginning of September. We've gone through based on feedback from our users and made a couple little changes, um, updated the look of the site, which we're really excited about. Uh, and we are expanding out. Our initial expansion is uh, continuing in Texas, Oklahoma, Florida, the Carolinas, California, and then every probably three or four weeks expanding into an, into the next market, depending on how quickly we're gaining users in each market. Wow. That's pretty cool. How long have you been we're doing this? We have pretty lofty goals. <laughs> We've been at this for about a year. Wow. Okay. What's your background? My background is in marketing and sales. Ah. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've also been a lifelong horse person. So I was able to combine my two my passion Passions. and yep. yeah, and, and my, my career. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. walk us through, um, I'm a barn owner and I'm going on vacation. What do I do? So, so you're going to go to our site and you're going to sign up. Then you can, in, in your find services field, you just go into a way care and you put in your location and every profile will come up with people who provide away care, which is farm sitting options. And you can go through their profile, look at their pricing, look at what their schedule is. And you can also look at their recommendations at their key skills. And if they have any credentials or awards or anything like that, say you have two young horses on your property. And it's really important that you hire somebody that can come stay at your house that has young horse experience. And you see that five out of the 15 profiles that come up within 10 miles of you, they have experience handling young horses. That makes them more desirable for, for you. And then so, you directly contact them from the website? You do. Yep. So then there's a, there's a contact me button and we have built a built in into our site communication system. So it's a private chat system that goes back and forth between the horse owner and the professional where any kind of details can be hashed out because as we know, horses are never straightforward. There's never a, you know, <laughs> superfood twice a day. Every right. horse has their secret sauce. So we felt like it was really important for horse owners to be able to communicate with the pro initially to make sure that that person was indeed the right match for them. And then they can choose to either pay through our site, which gives an added layer of security, or if both the owner and the pro are okay with being paid outside of the site, 
that's okay too. We obviously encourage to be paid through our site because it's through a secure Stripe Connect system. And also for the horse pros, everything that they make is stored in Stripe Connect and can be downloaded into QuickBooks, which helps them on their business ends. Oh, wow. That's great. So what if you're the horse pro? How do you, how do you, how, how does that work? How do they contact you? Just the same thing? They go to the website? Yep. So they'll just go to the website and they'll fill out their profile with, with their, all their contact information, what they offer, what their thing is, what their schedule is, everything like that. And they can also act as horse owners, because we know more, most horse pros are also horse owners. That's why they're in it. So they're also able to then search for other pros and hire other pros from within the system. That's pretty cool. So how do you get it out there? Because, you know, I've obviously, I, I, I'm back in Texas right now. I didn't know about this. I'm pretty excited about this. Like, how have you gotten yourself out there? So and we've like- been doing a lot through social media. We found that a lot of horse people are really active on social media. So we have a company, Facebook page, the Horsewise Company. We also have started a Facebook community called Get Horsewise. And that's actually been really fun. We've had some really fun numbers come in with interesting anecdotes, really great tips, things like that. And then we are outside of that. We're going to be attending horse shows, doing a lot of sponsorships and things like that. Okay, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. So, okay. So it's, so the Facebook page is get Horsewise or Horsewise? That, that's our, the community. The community page is get Horsewise. And that is a closed community that you can ask to be invited to. Just and did. our company page <laughs> is, <laughs> I will accept you. <laughs> I, if you don't, if you, yeah. if you don't. Okay. <laughs> the company page is the Horsewise company. Oh, you had already invited me to like it. Okay, I just did. Oh, how about that? Oh, that's great. <laughs> just feel like so many big bonding things are going on now. So, um, yeah. so this is just awesome. This is just what an awesome thing. Because I mean, Tigger, you know how hard it is. Um, you know how hard it is. It's horrible. Yeah. The first thing I did when she when Alexis called me is I went and looked at the site. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking Florida because oh yeah, there's such a need in it could Florida. Be a huge, huge. Yes. Oh my god, gigantic. That mm-hmm. and that and that's why we are one of our initial markets is Florida, mm-hmm. and especially so many people who I'm sure there are a ton of people who travel there every season and they have their people, but there's a lot of opportunity for other pros to go down there, whether you want a full-time grade horses or you're a groom or anything like that, or you show up at the showgrounds and all of a sudden your groom is like, I got hurt and I can't help you. And you immediately need to find someone else. You can then look for somebody who's in that area. Or like for me, if someone needs to babysit, I have a toddler and Mm -hmm. he's not even a toddler anymore. He's almost four that they can come. Oh, I see that you have child experience. Great. Would you mind babysitting while I check up, please? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have a funny Patty Perucci and Tigger story looking for help. (laughs) Oh, you're going to tell the most recent one? The only one? one, the one that when you and I were down there together at that barn. Oh yeah. Off of A road or B road or C road or D road. I can't even remember, but the barn help just didn't show up. So we get into Patty's truck. We drive down some road in Loxahatchee (laughs) and there are these Mexicans, just illegals, just standing there waiting for somebody to drive. And they didn't speak much English, but we got one 
And, you know, he worked for a few days for cash and, and that, you know, thank God, because she had 20 horses and, Mm -hmm. you know, we need somebody to muck the stalls. This would be way better. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You know, you know, and the whole time we're like, oh my gosh, you know, how do you, because you just don't know. And, and, you know, and you don't know if they have any horse experience and, you know, I'm. And they didn't speak English. I was going to say, and I'm fluent in Spanish. We're laughing now. (laughs) Yeah. Hola. (laughs) Como estas? That's all I got. And uno copa mas, but that's not what we're talking about. But um, yeah, I, yeah, that would, it, this is, it, but every, I mean, I can think of thousands of times in my career where another perfect thing too is, you know, I, uh, going to horse shows, um, I, mm-hmm. I have, I have a girl that works for us at the barn and she can't always go to horse shows and right. we need people that can go to horse shows. And I just kept, I had, I had in the last month thought, where can I go and just put out there that I need somebody for a horse show that's qualified, mm-hmm. you know? So this is, this is fantastic. I'm so excited. About this. I can't wait and, to and be accepted is- in the group. Oh, great. And, you know, our hope is that this is going to cut down on so much wasted time for both the horse owner and the employee putting out ads and things like that. It's just, it's so time consuming. You get so many responses that don't fit your needs and it's just, and then horse pros are sitting there combing through classified ads and directories to see where they can find work. And it's just, it's really time consuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Well, I think this is a brilliant idea. idea. It's a brilliant so, so needed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just you, you saw a need and you're filling it and it's a huge need. Well, and I would think I would really think Tigger breaking into Virginia would be a huge thing. Yeah, if you're a- breaking into the into North Carolina, you yeah. might as well break into Virginia. We yeah. will climb right up to Virginia. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I it's a you- big horse state. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Huge. We're, you know, a little bit. A little bit initially trying to follow some of the show season, but I also recognize that a lot of people in, in the winter are looking for help and you're know, coming into winter and coming into show season for next year. Yep. So our, our expansion into going across the whole U.S. is going to be very rapid. Yeah, well, you know, and I, certainly I, that's, that's not to say that people cannot sign up in those areas. This is just where we are specifically doing our marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, so we are open to taking on any owners or any pros from any part of the U.S., just knowing that that our marketing plan is to go rapidly but regionally. Wow. So a Good call deal. out to all Healthy Critters listeners, if mm-hmm. you're a horse owner or a barn owner or a professional, get on to horsewise.com and, and sign up no matter what state you're in. Yeah, because as, as the word spreads, as a professional, you'll get more opportunities, and as a horse owner or a barn owner, you'll have more choices. Yeah, exactly. Good, 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 good. This is awesome. This what what an exciting mm. thing. I'm sure it's exciting it's, for you, but my goodness, how exciting it's, it's going to be for the people that need the help. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, it's really exciting for us, and it's this is my first time starting a company, and. It's been thrilling. It's been so challenging and tiring, but it has Isn't she been, cute, Tigger? Sure you know, uh, but it has been so thrilling. And for me, being a mom and a horse person, mm-hmm. there have been so many days where I've I've hot spotted off of my computer and sat in the barn and done work. My horse was sick earlier this year, and I put a folding chair in his stall and I worked 
from his stall and he'd come over and poke me every now and then. And I was like, that's what you have to do. Oh, I, I, girl, three, three kids (laughs) have been raised in this life. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I mean, I, I, I really feel like I've earned myself a t-shirt or something because I, I get it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. There's nothing like bouncing a baby on your hip as you're walking a colicky horse. So, <laughs> absolutely, know. absolutely. But, um, my, son has, well, my son has spent many days in the barn. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, I had it, to actually give up my my riding for the company. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, there's just it just comes to a point where yeah y- you have to make a choice. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you and still you have, have to do horses. Right still for you. I still have horses. I, I just don't ride them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Tigger. I take care of them. I was going to say Tigger and Lions. How old? Who would want you? You were 33. 33. Yeah. I don't think we're getting on Lion. So. <laughs> well, 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 loving homes is so the most much. important part. It is Thank true. Thank you. And we'll have you back to get an update on yes. how many states you've conquered. Excellent. <laughs> yep. I love that. And for all of you, please go to horsewise.com and sign up and let's really get this rolling to help both the professionals and all us horse owners. Amen. So thank you, Alexis. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Nice, nice talking with you. Hello. Hi, Hetty. Oh, my goodness. I have just been up a tree waiting for you people to come back from your various travels. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, Hetty. We're world travelers. I have so much to say. And if I don't have my show as an outlet, things get a little bit hairy. Uh Uh-oh. I bet your servant's ready that you're... Happy to have be on so your what show. What do you have to say, Hetty? Oh, I have so many things to say. Oh my gosh, so many things. Shall I begin with the story of my goblin brother and the new car? <laughs> yes, that's a good one. I shall begin with the story of the goblin brother. Once upon a time, there was an ugly little brother dog who had no nice things because he was not good. And we got a new car. Beautiful. Nicest thing we've ever had of our own. (laughs) And the brother, who is a freak, decided it would be in his very best interest to claw the car to shreds. Oh, oh, no. is what he did. Yes. He clawed I... the car to smithereens. Oh, that's not good. Well, my sister and I begged him, implored him not to. But would he listen? No. And when he was caught with his paws covered in vinyl, mm-hmm. we shoved him right under the bus. Good for you. We pointed at him and said, no, that's Yeah. Because really, it sounds better in French. (laughs) That's good to know. Yes. Yes, 
to the we accuse you. Oh boy. Well, so that's one story. Okay. Uh, did you want more stories? Well, I think that that leads into actually a good question, don't you, guys? Yeah. Like, yeah. like Hetty, when you when your servant isn't available and can't watch you all, say like in the car, or if she decides that she needs to have a night away from, or when I say away, a, a night. I don't know how He's to go down this here. Okay, give me a second. I'm sorry. It's the end of the day, girl. Give me a second. Give me a um, Throw a girl a bone here, Tigger. Help me out. Um, when when a a servant, in isolation? Crying? When, yes. When, when the servant needs to be in isolation and you would need to be provided with another servant to oversee your Your needs. Is there a favorite other servant that you guys have to um, cater to you? Well, we have other. Oh, other? Yes, we call her other. Who is other? Other is Alice. Um, She lives with us sometimes, but not often. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. He has a dog, too. Okay, okay. His name is Loki. Do you like Loki? He's okay. <laughs> He's like a sofa. Like a sofa? He's a corgi. He's- oh, of course. He's like, yeah. Yeah. He's got little corgi pants. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. Okay. A sofa perfectly describes a corgi. That is, that is He's good, like right? A sofa. So, do you like when the other takes, serves you? No. I mean, she's inferior in pretty much all ways except one important way. Uh-huh. In that way, she is superior in that she gives better snacks and larger quantities. Oh. Ah. Okay, so in that, in that is where the other is better. Yes, and as you may know from Tigger's post-traumatic stress disorder, <laughs> she sometimes tries to babysit us, too. That's why we didn't bring her up. Yeah. She's our second favorite. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm that high on the list. I was going to say, Tig, you made the list, girl. You ought to be pretty happy. There was no real negative thing that was just said there. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. She's our second favorite, but no one else has ever been asked to babysit us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's sort of like the Twilight Zone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, thanks, so, Hetty, and yeah. I'm I'm glad you turned your brother in, and uh, I hope oh. your, your servant gets the interior of the car repaired. She got a little sticky for it, but it looks terrible. <laughs> oh, oh, God bless your servant. I think we should turn it in and get a new one, but she says we can't. Uh, yeah. no. That's not a thing. I hate cheap people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> on that note, Hetty. Thanks, Hetty. Um, bye bye, uh, Hetty. So we're at our 
supposed Tigapedia section of the show, but we're going to call this Informapedia because I actually called my good friend Tigarella and I said, hey, tell me about warts. And she goes, I got nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> as I was left handing, like just holding the bag, <laughs> my interest in this is that my young horse, Tigger, <laughs> who is a Dutch boy, four high whites and a big white nose, <clears throat> showed up with... Um, just like kind of one wart on the side of his face. And I was like, Oh, look at that. I haven't, I didn't, I didn't have that last year. He's coming four years old and granted I just moved back to Texas, but I was like, Oh, that's a little weird. And so, um, I went away, uh, to my daughter's wedding, came back seven days later. And all of a sudden this one little wart is a, a bunch of warts. So, um, I have, that's making me think, okay, how do we, how do we fix this? So I've done, I've done a little bit of research. Tigger, you've never had any experience with warts. You're basically wart-free. Jennifer, have you had any issue with warts ever? You know, I have never had a horse of my own or even taken care of a horse that had significant warts. I honestly am with you girls. So this has been a little bit of a weird thing. So, okay. So if you just look up warts, there uh, there's a couple different things that show up um, as far as like, you know, what the causes are. But it's called, it's the papillomavirus which it can start off in singles or become clusters, tends to be in younger horses. It's very uncommon to happen in older horses, although it can. But so what's, what's happened with my young guy is, and I, I kept thinking that it had to do with the fact that he was sort of had a white nose and whatever. That part I haven't been able to figure out. Um, but basically they, they, can, they can literally show up one day and multiply very, very, very quickly. And in the, you know, and there's a couple different websites. One says, um, you know, you leave it alone; they'll eventually, in five to ten weeks, kind of dry up and go away on their own. And then there was another website, and Tigger, you and I were talking about this earlier, where they tell you to take some olive oil and crush garlic, garlic. yeah, and put it in a jar, kind of shake it well, and you have to refrigerate it. So it's like half a cup of gar- olive oil in a jar with the crushed garlic you shake it up and you use a cotton swab or cotton ball and you put it on their nose a couple times a day and apparently that really will help one website that i looked at said it's really imperative that you do that because they can start to bleed and cause a secondary infection another website said they can do all of those things of course obviously you always want to keep your eye open to that kind of a thing but pretty much the body will resolve itself at some point i'm kind of at the height of the stage of this so i'm going to try the um, olive oil and the garlic and see if it helps. Cause it's supposed to, it's kind of like, you know, should dry it out. One website told me that without the treatment, they can absolutely remain where the other one says, you know, it's not that big of a deal. But what I found very interesting was that, you know, one, they can pop up very sudden, which is obviously, you know, which has happened to my horse. You can have them on their nose. You can have them anywhere on the horse's body, but it tends to be on their nose. And sometimes they can be in the girth areas, which I'm sure can be a major pain in the butt because the one on my baby horse's nose are starting to get a little dry and like not bleeding, but you can see that they're, you know, kind of getting a little irritated. So I can imagine if they're in the growth area, that's just a pain in the butt. Um, but they, they apparently it, 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 the body eventually builds antibodies against it as they get older. It's just not a, you know, big of a deal. However, it is 
transferable. So you, they tend to get it off of the fence or a bucket or tack. So if you have a, a horse that has this, um, like I, we always wipe down the horse's faces and whatever, anything that you have on that horse until these are gone, you don't want to share with other horses because it is, it is, you know, transferable to another horse. It is not transferable to people, which is good. So, um, they can also, and this is what, this is what I'm hoping for is that they can oftentimes show up, kind of be like this big episode of whatever. And then the next day they can just literally go away, fall off and not be a problem again. So that's what I'm hoping. (laughs) So, so what my test is, is last year, and I don't know, again, I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm in a different climate, who, who knows, but Last year, I had done feed-through garlic, and he didn't have a problem at all. Um, This year, I didn't even think of doing it. So I am starting him back on the feed-through garlic, and I'm going to try the garlic and olive oil and see if that works. So stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. So I'm just, I'm really kind of curious because I literally have never, I mean, I've dealt with sarcoids. I've never dealt with warts. So it's kind of an interesting thing, but there's a lot of information out there. But the big thing that I, I guess I wanted to share with other people, because I didn't know this going into this, is you don't want to share tack. You don't want to let the, uh, another horse out in the same field. Like, so if you've got a baby horse with warts and you have another baby horse, chances are the other baby horse is going to get it. Now, an older horse may not get it, but they still can, but it can spread anywhere on the body and it can be kind of a little bit of a pain in the butt if left untreated. So... I'm going to tell you guys what happens. So stay tuned. (laughs) And now we're at Critter Nutrition. And the topic today is why Biostar is changing our multivitamin mineral formulas. Our multivitamin mineral formulas are known as Optimum. When we introduced Optimum in 2007... It was revolutionary, not only for the ingredients in this multivitamin mineral supplement, but also for for what was not included. We formulated Optimum EQ with nutrients from mostly organic, non-GMO whole foods based on our knowledge that whole food is the best source of nutrition in its most bioavailable form. We refused to add vitamins that were made from byproducts of the petroleum industry natural and artificial flavorings, preservatives, and inorganic minerals, such as carbonates, oxides, and sulfates, did not meet our standards and therefore did not make the ingredient list. At the time, Optimum EQ from Biostar was the only option for whole food multivitamin mineral supplementation for horses. However, new companies with whole food or semi-whole food supplements are springing up, offering customers many more choices. As we continue to study nutrition for horses, we have discovered mineral deficits, specific mineral excesses, and protein requirements that have inspired us to update our Optimum EQ formulas. These new formulas are unlike anything else on the market. What do minerals do? Minerals are essential for a variety of functions. Minerals assist with the formation of bone and teeth. They are constituents of body fluids and tissues. They're components of enzymes, enzyme systems, and they're involved in nerve functions. Specific minerals are used to make hormones and maintain a normal heartbeat. Several microminerals like selenium, copper, and zinc are important for an adequate functioning immune system. 
Calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium play essential roles in muscle contraction and muscle relaxation. Mineral deficiencies and excesses. Horse owners, nutritionists, and veterinarians are increasingly aware of nutritional deficiencies as more and more hay and pasture soil analysis are, are conducted. The number of horses with metabolic imbalances is increasing, as well as the number of overweight horses across the U.S. More allergy panels are being pulled to identify food and environmental allergens in individual horses. A common deficiency we see in hay analysis involves minerals. Sometimes the deficits are in ratios, low calcium and high phosphorus, or high calcium and low phosphorus. There are some hays with very low magnesium levels. Other deficits include copper, zinc, and selenium, also known as the micro or trace minerals. Conversely, there can also be high iron content in hays and forage. It is common for iron to be high in soils, therefore forages and hays can also have an excess of iron. Some nutritionists say high iron content can cause an iron overload in horses. This excess in iron can lead to metabolic syndrome and insulin resistance. Potassium can also be high in hay and forages and generally does not need additional supplementation except in electrolytes. We are also seeing lower protein content in some hays depending on where and how they are grown. The lower protein percentage correlates with higher NSC, that is sugar and starch, in various hays and forages. Mineral deficits are one of the nutritional challenges faced by horse owners and their horses. Commercial feed companies recognize this and in response have fortified their feeds with minerals to reduce mineral deficits. Unfortunately, the form of the minerals that are commonly used are predominantly ground-up rock. These rocks are known as inorganic minerals because they lack a carbon bond. Inorganic minerals have low bioavailability at 0 to 10% for minerals such as calcium carbonate and magnesium oxide. Why do feed and many supplement companies use inorganic minerals? They are considerably less expensive than the organic or chelated form of minerals, which contain at least one carbon bond and provide a higher bioavailability. Protein. At a minimum, horses need 10% protein. Performance horses, broodmares, and growing young need higher amounts at 14 to 15% crude protein. Senior horses can lose their top lines and muscles if fed inadequate amounts of protein. Hays such as alfalfa have higher percentage levels of protein than many grass hays. Some alfalfa hay tests at 26% protein. It was not so long ago that feeding guidelines recommended hay be fed at 1% of the horse's body weight. However, with some hays providing less than 10% crude protein, your horse may need 2% of his or her body weight fed in hay. This can be problematic at some boarding facilities where hay is rationed to a few flakes a day. It can also be challenging when hay changes from month to month, depending on what the dealer delivers. What's new in the upgraded Optimum EQ? I think of it as Optimum 2.0. It is the next generation of whole food multivitamin mineral supplements. Proteinates. The new Optimum EQ will contain a custom blend of chelated minerals known as proteinates. When horses eat grass and hay, they are ingesting minerals that have already been chelated by the plant. Plants, just like horses, cannot use inorganic minerals. Plant chelates, or binds, the inorganic minerals absorb from its roots by attaching free amino acids to the mineral. Now the mineral is organic, having at least one carbon bond. This is called an amino acid chelate. Why is this important? 
Inorganic minerals, i.e. ground up rocks, cannot pass through the intestinal wall readily. This is why bioavailability of these inorganic minerals is so low. However, amino acid chelated minerals can pass through the intestinal wall, thereby providing higher bioavailability. Biostar's custom mineral protonates are not made from soy, as is common in mineral, mineral protonates in the equine industry. Ours are made from rice and include the full spectrum of amino acids that form a cage around the mineral with eight bonding sites. This means the, the minerals are sequestered in these chains of amino acids, increasing the body's own uptake mechanism. Added protein. We added undenatured whey protein to our new Optimum EQ to augment the protein provided by spirulina and pumpkin seed meal. Undenatured whey protein provides all 18 amino acids, including the branch chain amino acids, which are essential for muscle building and maintenance. Peat for GI support. For gastrointestinal support, we added reed siege peat, sourced from the USA. Reed siege peat is similar to shilajit. It provides fulvic and humic acids that support beneficial microorganism colonies in the GI tract. It also provides support for a healthy immune system and inflammatory response. Love the old Optimum? We're keeping Optimum EQ bars and Optimum healthy weight the same. So if you love the old Optimum EQ and HW formulas, you still have that option. Optimum EQ Powder, Optimum JS, Optimum Senior, and Optimum Senior JS will upgrade to the new Optimum EQ formula, coming in September and October 2019. Real horses and real dogs are healthier, perform better, and recover more quickly on real food. That's why Biostar empowers horse and canine owners with 100% whole food nutrition, supplements, and feeding programs. Biostar products are made at their own certified non-GMO facility in Gordonsville, Virginia, using real fruit ingredients that are raw, freeze-dried, or dehydrated, never cooked, and are free from artificial flavors, colors, soy, corn, wheat, and molasses. The Biostar product line includes a wide range of whole food, horse and dog supplements, treats, and unique artisan poultices that embrace the ancient and traditional uses of clay and plants. Visit BiostarUS.com today and learn about whole foods and canine and equine nutrition so you can make the best decisions about the care and health of your horses and dogs. That's BiostarUS.com. Whole food nutrition the way nature intended. And now we're at Coffee Clatch, and the topic today is our favorite animals in cartoons and animation. <laughs> and I, I'm going to start off on the cartoon end, and I'm sure I, I'm not the only one that feels that Snoopy is the ultimate cartoon. Oh, Snoop's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Him on top of his doghouse with the pilot World stuff War on. I fight. Oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. No, totally, yes. totally. Yes. And, and you can't forget Woodstock because every good dog needs a sidekick. And I, I loved how yeah, they didn't I really agree. talk. That was my favorite part. Oh, that was the best part. That they didn't talk. But he made cute noises. Yeah. Yep. I agree. So, Patty, cool. what what what's yours in the cartoon category? Well, the Tasmanian Devil. 
<laughs> I mean, come on. Like that thing was amazing. It was like, it's like, it was sort of like kind of, yeah. I mean, for so many different reasons, so many different reasons that we don't have time for, but I, you know, just anybody who is like a whirling dervish like that, that could like, I don't know, just kind of go in and, and just be such a whirlwind coming in and just like all this and just stand still. And you're like, you're kind of like, you're kind of fluffy at the bottom there. You're kind of cute. And I'd like to pet you. That's the joy of the, of him is that. He's a he's an incredibly destructive character, yet oh, kind so of lovable. lovable, and he's not mean. Yeah, no, he's just got a lot going on in his head. This has got a lot going on. Yeah, I can yeah. see why you relate. That's making sense now. I thank you. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of that was my fave. How about you, Jen? Oh, I have so many. I'm going to start with my favorite animated horse. And that is Citron, which is the uh, horse in Frozen. Ah. And he, he oh. Just, he's, he's is that the, that the that the prince rides? Yes. 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 He was great. <laughs> he's so you know, dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's my he's That's my so absolute funny. favorite. He didn't know what his name was. His name is Citron, S-I-T-R-O-N. But I would say that a challenge to that in terms of equine and animation would be the horse in Enchanted. Max. I oh, boy, you got I, I didn't see Yeah, him. I'm I just going to, I'm telling Enchanted. you, I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> he goes after people with frying pants in his mouth. Oh, my. Mouth. Oh, That's he's, kind of he's, he's, even, I have to say he, he has more of a, is a bigger role. If you haven't seen Enchanted, the best horse ever. I see now I got to look this up. Yeah. I haven't seen Enchanted. I've seen nothing. Patty P. I, Ticker, the only time I see stuff like that is when I go with you. And we, and last time, the, what was the last one we went to when, um. It was something it was, with, with Ray. Oh, it was something with Ray, and you were so excited, and I just kept, like, during the whole movie, I kept looking at you and Ray going, this seems about right. This seems about right. Um, I don't even know what it was. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't either. I can't. I, you know what? Ray would remember. I'll have to ask him. <laughs> Any other yeah. trigger? Uh, in terms of animation? Yeah. I, well, in animation, I, one of my favorites is Kyle from Despicable Me. That really weird looking dog. Oh yeah, like the the yeah. I didn't know his name was Kyle. Okay, that, that and, was a good. That oh was good. yes, 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 yes. The dog. Yeah, yes, kind I know of, you mean now. Like yes. at the end, you know, the little girl is just like smooching him. He's like, oh well, whatever. Yes. Yeah, whatever. I guess I'll do it. Yeah, no, that was yeah. That I love him, and I love Doug in Up. I oh, Doug, he's worst Doug. dog ever. Yeah, yeah. No, Doug's pretty good. Yeah, squirrel. Yeah, squirrel. Yeah, my favorite. <laughs> I gotta watch up again. I have not watched up in several years. I I'm with you on that. Yeah. So wonderful. That's a that's an excellent flick. Truly excellent. is. Yeah. Patty, I have, I have a favorite you. dog too. So after Patty, I'll have oh, my favorite dog. Okay. I I'm gonna go back to the Tasmanian Devil again. I got nothing else, guys. What? I'm I'm not. A, I don't watch a lot of stuff. No, I don't. But let's go on to Jen. <laughs> My favorite dog is Underdog. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> I forgot about underdog. Uh, he was so uncool. He was cool. Yeah, he was character. almost Eeyore-ish, you yes. know? Just yeah. Oh, like uh, Power we... of Thunder. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Fighting oh, off with Robin Plunder. For... Underdog! Yes. Underdog! Yeah, yes, no. Okay. Completely yes. forgot about him. Yes. We, act- mm-hmm. we actually had a horse named after his girlfriend, Sweet Polly Purebred. Oh. Yeah, we named her po- She was Polly Purebred. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cute. Yes. Do you remember the dog on the Jetsons? Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Um, what was his name? Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. He was Astro. Astro. Well, see, Astro was the inspiration for Scooby Doo. I'm sure of it. Yeah, absolutely. Had to be. Had to be. But I liked Astro better. I think Astro absolutely. had a little more class. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was a little more intelligent. Yeah, Scooby Doo is a little bit redneck. <laughs> just a little bit. Oh yeah. Now yeah. I like Scooby Doo just fine, but I think I think Astro's just a little bit classier act. Yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah. it's because he was in the future. Maybe. Well, yeah, and they were in that like high tech, um, like condo, right? George Jetson. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, that's oh my gosh! Does, oh, I just I hadn't thought about that. In and years. you know what? We did forget, and I I didn't even think about it till right now. We completely forgot the Muppets. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, for me, they're not really cartoon characters. The well, Muppets that's are real. Yeah, they're that's yeah, they are. They really are true. real. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what about Daffy Duck? I no. was not a big fan. Are you a Daffy or Donald? No, I'm a twin. Oh, Donald, Donald. I guess Donald. Like Donald? Donald. See, Donald's yeah. the white duck. Daffy's the black duck. Yeah. Yeah, it would be Donald. Sorry, Donald. And I like I, when I was younger, I could talk. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you yeah. there you go. That right there. Mm-hmm. Road Runner. Road Runner. Oh, what about the um? Oh my gosh, the beaver. The beaver. Um. Oh my gosh, the big beaver guy. And oh, the big beaver. Oh. Guy. Oh my gosh. The Rocky. Rocky and Bullwinkle? Oh, Rocky yes. and Bullwinkle! Yes. Oh, Rocky classic. and Bullwinkle, the best. With Boris Badenoff and Natasha. Uh-huh. And that the best the character best of all in the series was Mr. Peabody. Yeah. Mr. Peabody. Peabody. Yeah. Way back fractured machine. fairy tales. Fra- she fractured fairy tales are what sparked my interest in history. Was the Wow. I very distinctly remember watching those as a little kid and going, there was stuff before me. This is very interesting. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, if you have a favorite character from animation or cartoons, um, let us know on HealthyCrittersRadio.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. And thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at BiostarUS.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to HealthyCrittersRadio.com where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Love your dog. Hug your horse. Feed your chickens.
Clean your litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snakes. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. Outwit your otter. Cuddle your cows. Rap with your raptor. Go chipping with your chipmunks. Forgive your fox. While hedging your hog. We also recommend that you rack with your raccoon. Gyrate with your giraffe. Meditate with a meerkat. Uber with your orangutan. Facebook with your flamingo. Ponder with your panda. Walk with your wookie. Yawn with your yak. Twitter with your toucan. Go raining with your reindeer. Dropbox your dragon. (laughs) 